Shalom Aleichem everyone Shalom Aleichem everyone I hope you can hear me well um, This is Rabbi Gross again I wanted to uh, Last time that we were together for a shir Was before Shavuos And we talked about the Ramah And Hilchus Shavuos Why we have Milchiks on Shavuos And the Ramah said the reason is because you want to force yourself into a halachic obligation to have two loaves of bread at one meal, zecher to the shtei halachem that was brought on Shavuos. I want to pick, off where we, pick up where we left off in that year, or maybe the hashlama to that year, if that's okay, and talk about two nekudos um, that we mentioned but one of them we mentioned and one of them we didn't. So the Ramah said in Hilcha Shavuos that you want to eat milchiks and fleshiks at the same meal and that will make it that you have two loaves of bread. So the Mishnabrura writes there um, the Mishnabrura says why do you have to have two different breads if you're switching from milchiks to fleshiks? Because there's a halacha, you're not allowed to eat fleshiks and milchiks while you're eating from the same loaf of bread. That's the first thing the Mishnabura writes. And then the Mishnabura continues. And therefore the custom was on Shavuos to bake one of the breads with butter, with chema, to make it actually milchiks. So then for sure, when you're going to switch to fleshiks, you're for sure going to need a new loaf of bread, because the other bread is actually real milchiks, and obviously you can't eat that with while you're eating fleshiks. So the Mishabur is telling us two things here. Number one, the halacha of not eating milchiks and fleshiks from and eating bread from the same loaf. It's halacha number one. And halacha number two, he said, was to even be more, I don't want to say machmir in the minig, so to speak, but to bake actually bread that is milchiks in order that you'll for sure change your loaf of bread when it comes to eat fleshiks. Now there's a lot of background to both of these Mishnaburas. And we'll take the second one first, because that's really the sugya that I want to speak about today. And that's the sugya that I think is not such a well-known halacha. The halacha of Milcha Gebret. And this is a, a simon in Shulchan Aruch, Yaredeya, simon Sadi Zayin, based on a Gemara M'sachim. The Gemara M'sachim, Daf Lamed Vav, says, Tanya, you're not allowed to knead dough with milk. You're not allowed to, when you're making dough, there's a lot of ingredients go in. So if you, you're not allowed to put milk into the recipe of the dough. And if you do do it, the bread becomes usher to eat. Not usher to eat with fleshics, usher to eat. Milchige bread, says the Brisa. If you make bread that is milchiks, you are not allowed to eat that bread, says the Gemara Mipnei Hergel Avera. Because you might come to do an Avera, says Rashi, Shelo Yoichal Basar Ima. 
What does this mean to say? The Mefarshim explained the Rishainim. The Aruch HaShulchan spells it out very clearly. And the Aruch HaShulchan says, since bread is a main staple of eating, that a person eats bread with fleshiks and a person eats bread with milchiks, you're always eating bread. Now we in Western society in America don't really get this idea so clear because our main, even when you wash for a meal, and you're having a sandwich maybe, but even if you wash for a meal, it's not the pshat, the bread is the main part of the meal. Uh, the fish, the, the meat, the, whatever it is, the lasagna, that's the main part of the meal. But if you go like into Middle Eastern countries, and, and, and for sure it was like this in Europe, when they didn't have a lot of main courses, there wasn't a lot of fleshiks, there wasn't a lot of, 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 uh, of vegetables, there wasn't a lot of that. What they had a lot of was bread. So you filled yourself up on the bread and you had a little bit uh, other stuff together with, together with it. Together with it. And in fact, um, in fact, um, in many places, they actually, with every bite, with every bite of uh, fleshiks or fish or whatever it is, you take another bite of bread. It's mamish. That's a whole different um, sugya of in Hilchas Bishalakum things that come, or you have it in Hilchas Brachas as well. Lafiz bayis apas. There's things that bread accompanies, or they accompany the bread. That's the way they used to eat. So the Archashulchan is is explaining in the days of Chazal. Bread was eaten with everything. Bread was eaten with everything. So whenever you had a meal, fleshiks, milchiks, you ate bread. So Chazal were afraid that you have milchik bread, you're going to make a mistake and not realize it's milchiks, and you're going to sit down to your fleshik meal, and you're going to eat your bread with it. And you're eating fleshiks and milchiks. And who had in the other way around, the Gemara says, that if you want to, in the olden days, they used to actually put schmaltz, which is fat, which is fleshiks, into recipes instead of oil and things like that. So you could have fleshiga bread. Fleshiga bread is also usher to eat because, again, since you eat bread with your milchiks, you're not going to realize it's fleshiks, and you're going to come and you're going to eat it together with your milchiks. So Chazal made Xera, and the Lashon of the Arach HaShulchan is Godru Geder Gadol. They made a very big Gezeira here because they said that you can't even eat the bread by itself. Not the pshat that if you make fleshig bread, so then make sure you only eat it with fleshigs, or milchig bread only with milchigs. That's obvious. Chazal had to make this gather, gather gadol, at she'amru, says the Aruch till they said that if you do it, it's usher to eat it even by itself plain. Why? Because, since it's such a common thing and it could bring to common mistakes, if they wouldn't have made this great gather, there would no way, no way for this halacha to be miskayim. So Chazal came along and made an iser to make milchik or fleshig bread. You're not allowed to do it. And it becomes not only usher to do, the bread actually becomes Usher to eat. Now, as we'll see later, the Iker Gzeira was on bread. Because, Alalechem Adam. Even though the Pesach says, Alalechem Levada Adam. But it's a play on words that since, Alalechem Adam, like we said, it's a main staple of a person's meals. Chazal were geyser be'ikr on bread. That bread, fleshik or milchik, becomes usher to eat by itself. 
That's the lashon of the Gemara Masechta Psachim. The Gemara continues, Amar Avina, Ke'ein Tura Ishari. Ke'ein Tura Ishari. Zakt Rashi, what does it mean, Ke'ein Tura? So Rashi says, Ein is the lashon of an eye, Tura is a shar, an axe. So Rashi says, if it's ma'at, if it's a small amount, like the eye of an axe, so then you're allowed to do it. So Ravina is saying there's an exception to the rule. If you're making a small amount of bread, and it makes logical sense, why? Because if it's a small amount, you will probably eat it very quickly and not forget that it's milchige bread. If you have a big loaf, it lasts you for a few days. By the time the next day comes, you don't remember which bread it is, so you have a problem. But if it's a small amount, Chazal say, since you're going to eat it pretty quickly, we don't have to worry about it. And we'll, we'll say the details of this halacha in a moment. That's Rashi's pshat in the Gemara. The Rif and the Rambam, they say, no, ke'en tura means you made a shinoi in the bread. There's something different. You made a hacker. You made something different in the bread. The lashon of the riff is, you made a tzura ke'ein hashar. You made a shape like the eye of an ox. The Archa Shulchan has up, a little different shot that it's similar to something in Hilchas Kelayim, Roish Tur, the head of an ox. Either which way, Whatever, however, they fit the the uh, pshat into the words kein tura. The point is that if you made some type of simon, there's a shinui. There's something different about it, so it'll remind you. You'll say, "Hey, why is this bread different than other breads?" Oh, because it's milchiker bread. Oh, because it's fleishiker bread. So therefore, therefore, you don't have to worry about the halach of milchiker bread of mixing it up. And Dr. Avina Chazawer Mater. The Chuma Sadesh and Paskins, that we Paskin like both both Pshatim, Rashi and the Rif, and therefore whichever one you do is a heter, whether it's a small amount, like Rashi says, or whether it's something different, it's mutter then to eat, to bake and to eat, um, and to eat uh, the bread. Now it's interesting, Chazal. We're so machmer in this gzeira, the primagadim says that even if you did this by mistake, you weren't aware of the halacha of making milchig bread. Again, you didn't, you didn't make any of the uh, hatayrim. You didn't have any of the hatayrim. It wasn't a small amount. You made a large amount. There was nothing different about it. And then, you know, you have this bread, and all of a sudden you hear a shear from Rabbi Gross, and he says that it's also to eat. He says, oh, it was a mistake. Chazal were geyser even if you made a mistake, even b'shoyik. That's how, and you know, when you when you hear the words of the Arach HaShulchan that tell you they made a gather gadol in order for this to work, they really had to put all the stops out. So that's Chazal were geyser on this on this bread. Now the question is, what's called a davar muat? What's called a small amount? So the um, so the mechaber. Shulchan Aruch and Hilchas in Simen Sadizayin Yaradeya writes that if it was a dover muat kedei achila bevasachas that you eat it in one in one in one in one time you know it's for a one time thing a little roll something like that you make a big loaf of bread you know you don't eat that in one sitting usually so the lashon of the mechaber and seems for svardim that's the halacha that the only hetter of dover muat is the amount you eat in one shot however the Ramah based on the Shari Dura, they write that it's Tully in one day. One day, Me'etz lays 24-hour period. 
A small amount of bread is the amount of bread you make to eat within a 24-hour period. And therefore the Ramah writes um, that if, you, if it's just for a day, so it's mutter. It's mutter. And the Archa says, it's not just for you, anyone in your household. So therefore, if a person has a household that has uh, seven, eight people in it, so for him, the amount of bread that's called a Dover Muat is the amount of bread he bakes for his entire household for 24-hour period. So it's much, it's much larger size than the Mechaber says. It's a much larger size than the Mechaber says. It's not how much you eat in one sitting in one meal. It's the amount that your family eats in 24 hours. Again, your family has to be there. It has to be you're your baking for your family. You know, if your son's in yeshiva, he doesn't count. Might count for uh, I don't know other things that he's part of your household and Hilchas taxes, for example. But in the halachas of this, it means the people who are in your house who are eating, you're baking for them for a twenty-four hour, for a twenty-four hour, um, for a twenty-four hour period. Now, now, this only works. This dover muat, and we'll see all the halachas only work bishas the baking. Meaning, Bishas, you're baking it, you have to have in mind that this is the amount for the people in my family, so that's called a Dover Muat. What happens if you make a ton of bread, you make uh, ten loaves of bread, and you decide, and, and then someone tells you, you know, you're not allowed to do it, milk of bread, it's uh, much more than your family. So you say, oh, I have a great Eitzah, I have a bunch of neighbors. So I'll give each neighbor one loaf of bread, and for him, it's a Dover Muat, because it's a small amount. He'll eat it by one Suda, or he'll eat it within 24 hours. You can't do that. That Once it became usser because you did it incorrectly, it doesn't help to figure out the eights afterwards. So it has to be, when you bake it, a Dover Muat has to be baked. Whatever Dover Muat means, according to the Mechaber, one sitting, and like we said, according to the Ramah, according to the Ramah, for 24 hours. Now, if you taka bake a dover muat, let's say you bake for Shabbos, let's say. You want to make fleishigachalas for Shabbos. As we'll see, there used to be such a minic. So you bake the amount that you need for your family for Shabbos. Shabbos is 24 hours. And then it turns out there was taka leftovers. Like how medactic do you have to be? It has to be, you have to be normal. Chazal wants you to be normal. You can't start being medactic down to the last crumb of bread. So let's say Matzah Shabbos, you look back at your flesh of bread, and you say, Oy vey, there's some left, uh, you know, not everybody was so hungry today, the chalant was better, everybody ate the chalant, they didn't have as much challah. So since you did it better, even the leftover bread remains mutter, it doesn't become usher after Shabbos. A smart idea would be to make some type of, uh, you know, sign on it that nobody should should make a mistake and think it's parva bread. But it doesn't become usher lemafreya. So the way Chazal set this up, they set it up in a way that the Hatayrim have to happen immediately. If it becomes also, you can't at the end make it mutter. And the same thing if it was mutter, it doesn't become usher at the end because um, things didn't work out the way you thought. So that's the halacha of a small amount. Then there's the halacha, like we said, from the Rif and the Rambam, if you change the shape. So you change the shape. If you change the shape, that's going to be a shinui that someone's going to realize there's something different. Now again, this only helps, this only helps bishas, you're baking it. When you bake it, it has to be already baked in a shape.
in the different shape or some other type of heker. For example, let's say you want to, let's say you're making milchigah bread and you want to you make it the same shape as your challah. So you want to make, uh, what you do is you put a, a big, uh, um, you carve into the top of the bread a big ches for chalavi, for milchiks. Or you put a mem there, um, or a m for milchiks, you carve it into the bread, that's also okay. Any type of hacker that is made and baked into the bread, that will be okay. But if you already baked the bread and now you want to make a hacker, let's say you bake the bread and you say, okay, it's a problem, I'll cut it into a triangle. And I have triangle bread and a bunch of pieces. doesn't work that way. Again, like we said before, the hector has to happen Bishas Misa. I remember, I remember when I was a young man in Lakewood, so a friend of mine came back from, he was a bacher, and he came back, he had eaten by someone's house for Shabbos, and um, the person told him, he says, you're going to see the challah looks different. He says, but don't, uh, don't get scared. It tastes fine. So, not to get into intricacies of the shayla, but somehow it ended up that the bread was going to be made in a fleshiga eifen. Um, it wasn't so clear. I'm not going to get into the details. So they didn't know what to do. If they're going to be made in a fleshiga eifen, what should you do? So, so it was like Arab Shabbos late. So they called their rav, and the rav says you have to make some type of hacker in the bread. So the lady said, the wife said, hacker in the bread? It's braided already. Like, I don't know, I don't want to This is challah. So the guy told, so the rav told her, you know, what you could do is put some, um, some food coloring into the dough, change the color. So when this bacher was at the house, they came out and the, the challah was blue. Mama's blue challah. I guess it was flesh because they should have made red challah. I don't know why blue. Blue is like a milchiga color. Anyways, it was blue challah and that was their hacker. So that's a hacker, a shinui in the tzura. Something's different about it. Someone say, hey, what's going on over here? So that is the halacha of, um, of a hacker. So now let us look at the Ramah in Simon Sadi Zayin and Yeridea. We'll get back to our Mishnah Buras. So Zok the Ramah, Vilachain, once I told you that there are Heterim, Noyagin Lolush Pasim Cholov Bichag Hashavois. So if you remember, the Mishnah Bura told us that people make milchiga bread on, on Shavuos for the Ramah's reason of forcing yourself to have two breads. Here the Ramah says people make milchiga bread on Shavuos. Not only that, they also make fleshiga bread lekavet Shabbos. Bishuman lekavet Shabbos. Kicholze mechshav kedavar muat. The Ramah that holds a twenty-four hour period is called a davar muat. So therefore, he says you could bake for. Shavuos. Now, Lechaira, Lechaira, the Ramah doesn't say this, it only helps you for one day of Shavuos. Two days is already, could be too much. Because, and, and the, the Ramah's original minig of eating milchiks was the first day of Shavuos. So here he says, Chaga Shavuos, Lechaira means the first day of Shavuos, a 24-hour period. And Fleishiga bread, Lechavit Shabbos, Kikolze Mechshav Kedavar Muat, that's a small amount. Then he writes, and Gamki Tsurasa Mishuna Misharpas. And another reason is because it's different. It looks different, the bread. Well, that'll help you for two days of Shavuos. Because as long as it took, looks different, there's always a hacker. So that's the Ramah in Hilchas Basar Bechalov telling us about Shavuos, Milchige bread, and Fleishige bread for Shabbos. And that's Pshat in the Mishabura that said that you're allowed to make Milchige bread 
to force yourself into a second loaf of bread, but what the Mishnabura did not explain to us there, it's missing from the Mishnabura, he should have told us that you're only allowed to make a Dover Muat or change the Tzura. He, there's, it's not so simple that he's saying you should make Milchaga bread to force yourself into the Ramaz Minik. Because making Milchaga bread is not a simple thing like we just discovered. If you do it, it's really Asr unless it's a small amount or you changed, you changed um, the Tzura. Now, um, this whole Shaila is if you're, if you're in a time period where you don't eat the other thing. For example, the Marsham wants to say, what happens in the nine days? Nobody eats fleshiks. So if nobody eats fleshiks, there's no chashash of eating your bread with fleshiks. Maybe you can make milchiga bread without any haterim. But then he says, no, because there's a sudas mitzvah, there's there's siyumim. I mean, he doesn't say this, but there's Shabbos as well. Others want to flip it around. What about Shabbos? Shabbos eat fleshik, so maybe you should be able to make fleshik of bread. They say, no, but uh, Shalashudis, people eat milchiks. So none of these Atayim really apply so much. Now, before we go to the next Nakuda to finish off, the one last Nakuda here is what about, is this only bread or is this by other baked things as well? For example, um, ch- I don't know. Uh, um, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, um, you mean, if a person makes a nether, that he'll never eat fleshiks again. I don't learn the Dharam, I see. Um, the, um, so for him, there's no chashash. I hear. I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. What? Maybe it's only tali, maybe it's tali when only everybody's like that. I mean everybody. I mean the shail of the nine days and the shail of Shabbos was everybody's like that. But here you might have somebody else. Could be. Could be right. Yeah, I hear. So Shabbos, what? So the whole world could be. Could be that. So that's that was the the Marsham seemed to be saying. Marsham seemed to be saying that if it's the nine days and let's say there would be no such thing of ever eating fleshiks in the nine days, l'chayra, um such a thing would um, you know would be an exception to the rule. So now, what about what about um, baked like ch- cakes and stuff like that? Um, cheese, uh, cheese, b- the Danishes, barekas, things like that. What were Chazal geyser on? So there's really two mahalchim in the paiskim. Um, some the 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 and Chachmas Adam clearly says this was only a gzera by bread. Like we said before, anything else that's not bread, like cakes and stuff like that. You don't, um, you don't have to worry about that. Desserts, and he says stuff like that. Chazal didn't make the gzera. Now, obviously, you have to be careful what's milchiks is milchiks, and what's fleshiks is fleshiks, but they didn't have to fit into these, to these gedarim. Others are more machmer, and they say, no, they do have to fit into the gedarim. However, they say, and maybe this is similar to things that, that, that you know, like we're saying with the nine days, and you're saying with the nedarim, is, for example, most people don't... Um, don't eat cake together with fleshiks. It's not the most normal thing to do. You're having a steak, you don't eat, you don't eat a Danish along with it. So it's very not mistaber that if you have a cheese Danish, you're going to eat it with fleshiks. So you don't really have to worry about the cheese Danish. Um, the other way around, fleshik, let's say you have a fleshik cake, but people eat fleshiks with coffee and milk, you know, cookies and milk, and things like that. So some can want to say it depends on what, you know, what exactly we're talking about. Milchig cakes are not usually eaten with fleshiks. Fleshig things are eaten with milchiks, so you would have to be careful in that case. 
or barekas and, and, and things like that. So they say also, let's say you make a, a meat bereka or something like that, or a, or a cheese bereka. So those things you do eat in meals, and therefore you might make the mistake. So again, these paiskim are saying you would have to. Now most of the time, uh, I shouldn't say most of the time, a lot of times they look different, or they make shinuyim in them, or they make sure the cheese is sticking out of it. But again, like I said, the chayodim is matter, and he says it was only exera on lechem. So that's the halach of, of, of Milcha Gebred. And just to finish off, I don't want to go to, over time, but to finish off the other halacha, and this is also a very common halacha, that the Mishaburah told us, and that was really the whole yisait of the Ramah, is that bread that you ate fleishiks with, or milchiks with, you have to change the bread. That's halacha and hilchas, baser b'chalav and simon peites, that if you want to change from milchiks to fleishis, you have to get rid of shiurei hapas, the leftover bread. And the reason is because we're afraid that some of the fleishiks got onto the bread, because again, bread you eat with everything. Like in the olden days, you eat it with everything. So maybe some fleishiks got onto the bread, and now you're going to go eat it with milchiks. Put your cream cheese on it, you're going to have a problem. So Chazal said that the loaf of bread that you ate fleishiks with, you can't eat milchiks with. If there's any pass on the table, you have to get it off. And that's what the Mishaburu was saying. Now, Ramosha Feinstein, Zechrein Levracha, says the following, and this is Negea, I think many, you know, this halacha is Negea um, in many houses, and it's, it's logical, but it has its gedarim to it. And that's as follows. Ramosha says like this, Chazal were afraid that you're going to get the bread dirty. So now, there's different, let's say you have um, a loaf, you have challah on Shabbos. So what do you do? You slice some half the challah. So you slice half the challah, and you give out pieces to people, and they have pieces by their plate, and while they eat, and they have some kolkots, and some chalons, some fish, whatever it is, they're eating the challah. And then there's the main challah that stays in the middle of the table. So Ramosha says that the challah that's by your plate, that's the one that Chazal were afraid is going to get dirty from Flesha. That's the one you're eating with. So Mamela, that piece of challah that you ate by your Shabbos table that was sitting by your plate, and let's say you didn't finish it, you say, okay, let me wrap it up, I'll save it. And Matzah Shabbos, you want to make grilled cheese. That you can't. Chazal said, we're afraid. There's Flesha, your hands were dirty, it spritzed, you can't do it. It has to, you know, you got to mark it off not to eat it with milchiks. But the main loaf of bread, the challah, that's sitting in the middle of the table, that Chazal never meant. And therefore, if you want to take over your leftover challah that was in the middle of the table and make grilled cheese, Matzah Shabbos, so Moshe says it's okay. However, if you're going with the logic of Rav Moshe, it really depends on every person's household. In some households, it's taka like that. The bread that's in the Michala's middle of the table, you know, the, someone, it's, it stays pretty clean. Um, it might depend if you have adults in your house and their hands are not dirty. If you have kids in your house who are taking, with one hand they're taking cold cuts, and the other hand they're taking challah, and they're mishing it all together. So then it's possible even the challah that is in the middle of the table got very greasy. It's really subjective to the house and the table that you're, that you're in. It might be a, 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 a Shabbos table might be different than when you personally eat. When you personally eat, you might cut the, the, challah, the, the loaf of bread in half, put it, put it in the middle of the table, and you're done. But on, on Shabbos, you have all the kids there, and they're touching things. Again, it depends also. A milchigam meal, the same way. People eating pizza, and there's rolls in the middle. You get greasy hands, so then you also touch the things in the middle. So Ramosha is giving a logic to what Chazal said. However, that logic then has to be applied to every single situation. So Allah Lamaisa 
of using leftover challah or bread from a fleshig meal or a milchig meal for the other thing, for, for, for grilled cheese or something like that, is really dependent. The, the pieces that were by your plate, that's chazal's gzeira. You have to keep it fleshigs. You're not allowed to use it with milchigs. If it's in the middle of the table, now, now if you cut the chal in half and sent the other half into the kitchen, everybody agrees that's not a problem. There's things that are middle of the table. Now might now some people slice in the middle of the table a little bit and they keep still some of the challah unsliced. So the slices might get dirty, but the unsliced may not. Again, it really depends on the situation. If the stuff in the middle of the table also is included in Chazal's Gzeira, like Ramesh is saying, it has to do with the logic or not. So that is why the Ramah originally told us that when you switch from milchiks to fleshiks, you got to change breads. So if you really want to do the Ramah properly, the pshat is you really got to make sure you have to change breads. You got to do it in a way that that bread wasn't that you ate milchiks with cannot be eaten fleshiks. Fit it into Ramosha's situation. And then you're allowed, then you take a new loaf of bread for the fleshiks. And like we said, then the, then the Mishabur wrote, there's an Indian to make milchiker bread in order to force yourself, then you'll for sure won't eat it with the fleshiks, and you'll for sure need a new loaf of bread. But like we pointed out, there's a lot in that statement. You have to make sure that you have the tznoim of Hilchas milchiker bread in order that you shouldn't be having Isser going on over here of of milchik bread. So this is a this is a a, a, a a halacha that I'm not sure how how mafursim it is, how well known it is, but these are attack important halachas because they could all halachas are important, but these are things that could up, come up in situations. People like to play around with their baking and things like that. It's not such a simple situation, and especially with the leftover shiurea pass on a table, people aren't always so nizer, and they say, oh, what's the big deal? So leftover challah, we'll make grilled cheese out of it. It really depends on the situation, if there was an iser from Chazal to do that, or if it's not in the iser, like Reb Moshe said. Okay, that's the end of this year. Hope you enjoyed. Hatzlacha Rabbah, everyone.